Hello, everyone. Welcome to this special episode of The Diz Unplugged. I am Craig Williams, and today we are going to be discussing Disney Genie, Disney Genie Plus, Lightning Pass, uh, Individual Attraction. I forgot the last letter of it. Selection. (laughs) Individual Attraction Selections, and probably a whole lot more and we'll try to keep everything as straight as possible thank you mike for the assist hey joining us in this discussion today we have dreams unlimited travel agent mike finucci hello everyone and then of course rhino hi well i'm sorry was it was genie an acronym uh did i make it an acronym well you said you forgot the last letter oh i didn't know if you were trying to spell something uh, individual attraction selection selection or IAS, IAS if they're being abbreviated yes oh 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 okay okay yeah sorry so yeah i'm i'm already getting all stumbled up right from the start here i know a lot of people are really excited and waiting to hear Pete's reactions to this plus a lot of news i apologize you know the this is the first time we're going to talk about genie disney genie the news was released yesterday on wednesday this is going out on thursday afternoon we weren't able to have our weekly Diz unplugged show this week because uh, unfortunately i was uh, i was at home sick and i'm still on the path to recovery but we're 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 gonna push through this so that way we can get this news out there and then on tuesday we'll be able to hear pete's thoughts on everything from disney genie and lightning lanes and every everything i i'm i keep wanting to call them lightning bugs <laughs> i don't know if that's just the <laughs> north the northeast in me that i i have to like stop because i'm just so used to saying lightning bugs and not lightning lanes so i'm probably gonna so screw I that up a some, couple times somebody online said we should be calling them kachow carouse <laughs> i oh my god i love that i, I, like, I hate that <laughs> <laughs> wow well, yeah. So we're going to go over all of that and just give our thoughts on it and help break it down. And we're going to have a fun conversation and we'll try to field any questions as we're going along the way with this. But wait for Tuesday for Pete's Pete's full thoughts on this and more. But before we do get started, I want to remind you, this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content, you want to support us, please consider booking your next vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel through one of the awesome agents that we have, uh, like Mike Finucci, who is on this very, very, uh, this very special episode that we're having here. And of course, they're going to look out to make sure that you have the best vacation possible, whether it's Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Universal, whatever destination you want to experience. They'll make sure you have the best time. Make sure that you save the most money possible. Or, you know, if you want to spend as much money as you possibly have, then they'll also uh, assist you in going through an extravagant vacation. But they're just there to make sure that your vacation is as good as it possibly can be. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free, no obligation quote. Okay, let's get on with the meat and potatoes of this discussion. And that is going over everything that was announced with Disney Genie. And uh, guys, as we're going through this, feel free to interrupt me if I'm saying something incorrect, or if you have a statement to make on it. Uh, I think I think we'll probably just go in order. I know that everyone wants us to get to Lightning Lanes and Disney Genie Plus replacing Fast Pass and Max Pass, but uh, I feel like we should probably just go in order because that's that's the logical way to do it. So uh, we will we will jump around if we have to. But what all announced was announced was, of course, Disney Genie, Disney Genie Plus, Lightning Lanes and individual attraction selections. And basically, Disney Genie was announced uh, 
couple of years ago, back in 2019 at the D23 Expo as a new way to help you plan for your, your Disney vacations. And we now know that it is coming to both Walt Disney World as well as Disneyland. And the base service of Disney Genie is a complimentary in-app service that's already available through My Disney Experience in Disneyland. They're, they're special applications. It's not already available, but it will be available through those is exactly what I meant. I want to get every single word of this correctly so that way there's no confusion. And this is going to help make Disney parks uh, less planning ahead oriented and uh, allow for a little bit more spontaneity in your vacation, but also it still gives you the option to plan as head ahead as much as you want or as little as you want. Uh, it's just another way to give you control over making sure that you have the best vacation possible. And basically, the service is going to help you just map out your entire day based on what you say you love. So uh, your itineraries will show up in the app and will be updated throughout the day. So that way you can help maximize your time. And so, yeah, let's say like you say through Disney Genie that you you definitely want to hit something like Big Thunder Mountain Railroad or Pirates of the Caribbean. It'll tell you when the wait time's a little bit lower than usual, what time is a good point to ride if you want to hit that. Uh, but it's not just limiting to rides. It's also going to help you with a lot of the other things that you want to do while you were at Walt Disney World, like, like have mobile order be available through that, dining and experience reservations, restaurant check-ins, and, uh, you know, then, of course, yeah, it'll also have that forecasted wait times and a personal tip board for you and just serve as your virtual assistant. And it's completely free. And yeah, it's just available for to use. And I don't know. I wasn't excited about Disney Genie when it was originally <laughs> announced. And mm-hmm. Disney Genie as a base being a free option included in my Disney experience or the Disneyland app, still not really uh, sold on it. I think one of the the things that I'm a little excited about with at least the genie portion of it is it's going to help, I think, streamline the apps a lot. Because right now, you know, for dining, you've got to go in the dining section to book reservations, look at availability, that sort of thing. Um, Then you have to jump to wait times to see those, everything like that. I think the nice piece is it sounds like it's going to have a much better user interface where you're going to have all of that available in one location. Um, from what I've seen and what I am looking at, if that makes sense with the tip boards and that sort of thing. Yeah. And that, yeah. I mean, I, I do appreciate the idea of having the app tell me like, Oh, this, this ride is, is having a lower wait time than it normally does. You should head over there now. I, I do like that, you know, universal, had a, uh, a similar has a similar function in their app that is kind of similar mm-hmm. where you can set wait time uh, what you would wait preferred wait time so that way if it drops on there it's supposed to send you a push notification so you can mm-hmm. do that or if an attraction's down when it finally reopens it'll tell you hey it's it's open now and uh, I so I like the idea of it but mm-hmm. at the same time it's just another it's another piece that keeps you glued to your phone the entire vacation yeah. to constantly uh, yeah. check that. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Even more so than the, my Disney experience app, because now it's just like, you have to constantly be like, I feel like it's gotten to the point where you're, you gotta just be holding your phone in your hand the whole time. Or are you going to miss it? You know, like you can't, yeah. you can't put it away or anything like that. And also I just have this nightmare, like, it's going to do this thing. I feel like where it's going to play ping pong with people and like send them like racing over to one side of, of the park to then have to then get there and be like, Oh, the wait time went up to an hour and a half from 10 minutes because of the app. And now the other ride went down. So that people are just going to be like, I, I, I get the idea of the streamlining, but I feel like it's going to have this other effect where it's just going to, it's going to kind of send people into a craze a little bit, you know? It very well. Uh, yeah. Could. yeah. 
Yeah, I, and my question is, are they going to have it? Is it going to be? I mean, they're they're using AI based stuff in it, from what I've seen. My question is, is is it going to like manage the crowd in that sense? So it's going to give some people, you know, notifications to go to one area and others to another. So it doesn't just drive all traffic to one attraction at a time uh, based on those wait times. My guess is it'll be a little more intelligent, but we'll have to wait and see. I And it also comes yeah. down to all of this being like, okay, the attractions need to be diligent about making sure that their wait time is accurate. So that way yes. it can post that information. And, you know, that's not always the case at all with with any Disney parks. And, you know, it's nice. It's a nice surprise when you get in line for something and find out that it's a shorter wait. It's also, it's also a bit annoying when, you know, you find out it's actually longer. And then there's some mm-hmm. people who are like, oh, you know, I've been avoiding this attraction all day thinking it was 45 minutes and everyone's saying it was only a 20 minute wait and I would have done right. it. So uh, they, they're going to need the wait times to be like right on point with this in mm-hmm. order for it to actually work the way that they want for it. They want it to. And then also make sure that there's no glitches, that there's no app crashes, that yeah. this information is, isn't not getting delivered to you because you know, it's, that's where it'll become, come into a, a, a good, it'll come into handy when you have something like a smartwatch that it can pop right up. So that way you don't have to constantly have your phone in your hand. But if the app's just crashing and not working, then you're never going to get that information. So it's, it's going to be, it's going to be tough. And then of course, too, for international guests, once, once, you know, more of them are visiting the parks too, Disney Wi-Fi is going to have to be a thousand percent reliable all the time. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Unless they're paying for data packages and SIM cards and all of that fun stuff. So yeah, uh, it's it's a lot. It's a lot that needs to go right. And if it does, it could be cool. Right. Yeah. But do we have anything else to say about the free version? I hope um, it doesn't become a diaper genie, a Disney huh. diaper genie. I just needed to work that in somewhere. <laughs> um, the only other thing that I that I kind of enjoy with it is the whole like telling it your wishes that you wanted to grant for the day. I think that's a cute little spin. Um, if it works the way that it's supposed to, I think it's going to be really nice in that sense and helping guide um guide some of the guests that we have that don't want to do all the advanced that that don't like the advanced planning um and want to be more spontaneous with um identifying you know what's available restaurant wise that sort of thing as well um all of that kind of makes for a more free-flowing vacation assuming it works um this and, and, and that's the piece this sounds like the, how when my when it wasn't when it wasn't um, oh my gosh what what was it called when it first started the digital fast passing it was like my magic plus or something like mm-hmm. that right yes and remember like that oh, that whole pitch of that at that time was that you were supposed to give it the three attractions you wanted to ride and it would scramble it and be like okay well you're gonna ride it at this time this time and this yeah. time and like and that was the like, like original idea is that it was gonna help you plan that that part of your day for you and, and then that quickly went ways i i just already don't like using my disney experience because it i do not have a lot of good luck with it or historically have have never had good luck with like fast passes with it and everything like that as being a cast member for as long as i was and then an annual pass holder and so like it it does kind of stress me out to have to rely on this but it, it's like wait it's it's like what you said it's either gonna maybe it'll work great like you know craig was saying like if it works great and everything goes right with it then maybe it will be Maybe it will alleviate stress for people, and that's a positive, right? But I I feel like historically Disney does not build very good websites, so it stresses me out a little bit. Yeah, agreed. And I think, Rhino, you said that, and I remember the old days when My Magic Plus first came out, and it would always it would make recommendations for fast passes. Yeah, and it would always recommend Barnstormer at like 8:50 p.m. every single time for me, <laughs> and I don't know why that was never. That was never one of my things, but it was always Barnstormer right before closing. I don't ever understand why that was a thing, but I just that just stuck out as soon as you said that. I remember that, that it was always trying to get me to ride Barnstormer for some reason. 
Anyway. Well, I think it's guaranteed that at some point in time, even if you don't select Goofy's Barnstormer yeah. as one of your favorite yeah. attractions with Disney Genie, it's still going to recommend you go ride Barnstormer. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Uh, excellent. So let's move on to uh, let's move on to now the uh, the real fun parts of this, and we'll we'll kick in with Disney Genie Plus, and this is of course what is killing Fast Pass, Fast Pass Plus, Disney Max Pass off for us, and it is essentially what Disney is saying is the next evolution of Disney Max Pass that was a feature available at Disneyland Resort, which I. I do. I, I understand that. And so the background on it for people who don't know about Disney Max Pass, it was a paid option at Disneyland Resort. Uh, it was included in some of the highest tiers of annual passes as a you know, as a perk of having those annual passes. But any day guests buying tickets could also have the option of adding on Disney Max Pass. And basically, it allows you to book your Fast Passes from anywhere in the theme parks once you entered into a theme park. And so that way you yeah. could say, oh, I'm in, I want a rope drop over at Disney California Adventure for Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, but I know I'm heading over to Disneyland after and I want to ride Space Mountain. So you can book a fast pass for Space Mountain while you're over in Disney California Adventure. And with that being a paid option, you know, it was it didn't take away from Fast Pass. Anyone could still get a fast pass at select attractions, but you just had to walk over there and actually yeah. actually grab your fast pass, put in your park ticket, get your fast pass, do that that entire process and and so it just kind of allowed you to make sure that no matter where you are, if you were in line for an attraction, any sitting down for a meal, you know that you can get your next fast pass without actually having to be in front of the attraction that you want to ride next. You don't have to worry about that. And then also another perk with it was that you got uh, unlimited photo pass downloads for mm -hmm. the day that you had max pass on your ticket. And that's awesome because photo pass is something that i feel like is it either you know it's either hit or miss on how good your photographer will be but if you have it included for free literally just take advantage of it because you'll you will get some good photos out of it and then you have them forever uh so that's what max pass was at disneyland and so you can kind of get the idea then why Genie Plus is being considered very, very similar to that in the next evolution, because at Walt Disney World, uh, Disney Genie Plus is going to be $15 added on per ticket, per person, obviously, per ticket, and that's per day. Or at Disneyland, it's $20 per person as an available option to add on. And instead of opening up access through Genie Plus, to fast pass lanes, you now have lightning lanes. So same thing, just changing the name for why not? Why not just change the name? It's 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 a lot more fun when you come up with something with fun alliteration like lightning lanes. But I guess I guess fast pass also kind of has that too. But that's not really a point of of any of this. And basically with Disney Genie Plus and Lightning Lanes at Walt Disney World. There will be more than 40 attractions that do have Lightning Lane entrances uh, that can be used with Disney Genie Plus. And at Disneyland, it will be over 15. And I went back and looked at the Fast Pass lanes that were there before. The pandemic happened and FastPass hasn't existed. Walt Disney World, between nighttime shows, attractions, shows, they had roughly right around 60. And at Disneyland, it was just short of 25. I want to say it was 23 or 24, including nighttime shows and attractions. So the numbers that they're touting for Lightning Pass are obviously a little bit less than what was already currently there. And... You know, in my opinion, that's kind of a good thing because we know we know that like with Walt Disney World specifically, when Fast Pass Plus came in, 
uh, it added fast pass lanes to a lot of attractions that didn't need them, like Journey into Imagination mm-hmm. with Figment, Living with the Land, uh, Muppet Vision 3D. Like there's there are attractions that Fast Pass Plus was added to that just plain never needed them. And hopefully part of this is going to be the elimination of some of those uh, mm-hmm. attractions that don't need them. But, you know, in terms of pricing, I think a lot of people were expecting Disney to rob everyone blind with the pricing. But uh, it's and we still haven't even gone over all of the details with it, like the included some of the extra inclusions with it. But just the pricing, looking at it at a base it's not super scary yet at this point, but it's also not great, obviously, having to spend extra money to be able to utilize these lanes. It's just going to kind of come down to how many people are using them, because the more people that use them, the more it forces you to also use it as well if you don't want to have to wait in standby lines. Right. If that made sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it makes sense. And that's one of the things that I've seen going around in a lot of discussion boards is there are people that think that they're not going to be able to ride anything without buying Disney Genie Plus. Um, I think the important distinction is standby is still going to be available for everyone. If that makes sense. Yes. The, it, it's the lightning lane access is what G- Genie Plus gets you. So um, before everyone got fast pass, now you're going to have to pony up for it, sadly. Yeah. And we'll we'll continue going over some of the details. So uh, Disney Genie Plus with the lightning lanes, that doesn't mean it's going to include every attraction. Uh, They gave the example that uh, lightning lanes will be available, but not through Genie Plus at attractions like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train at Mm -hmm. Walt Disney World. And then the example at Disneyland was Radiator Springs Racers and attractions like those will have the option of either standby or then the word I was stumbling, the phrase I was stumbling over over and over again at the beginning of this, uh, those attractions will have individual attraction selections available. And this is similar to what everyone uh, lit their hair on fire over with, with Disneyland Paris, that you'll have the option to essentially buy into the lightning lane for each person in your party if you want. And with that, we don't have the pricing with it yet. It will vary based on the attraction and the time of the year, how busy it is. And with that, you can do two individual attraction selections per day. You can do up to two. So, And with the individual attraction (laughs) selections, that also does include... Rise of the Resistance, Spider-Man Web Slingers, and Remy's Ratatouille Adventure if you're not able to get into the virtual queue, which that so that is still an option. You still can do those ones virtual queue, or if you don't get into them, you can pay to get in. And then for stuff like Mine Train and Radiator Springs Racers, if you don't want to wait in the actual standby queue, you want to bypass that line, you can you can throw money at it and yeah that's we mm-hmm. we were expecting like it that. so yeah. it's not a surprise but yeah I, i'm i'm surprised by the fact that it's a hybrid system where they've got some lightning lane and then some a la carte um i was expecting it to be one or the other um so i'm a little um okay with this a little more than i would have been if everything was a la carte yep. like disneyland paris um, I, I, I think a lot of people keep throwing out universal as the like example, like, Oh, universal already has that paid per day system. But here's the thing about universal with their paid per system. So when like, um, uh, forbidden journey opened, right. There was no express. It was one of the attractions where they're like, you can buy express for the day, but it doesn't work here. Right. And right. they, cause they were like, there'll be too many people because we know that's what's going to happen and it ruins the line for people. And Disney's like, oh, forget that. You either get in this virtual queue or you pay to come into this ride. And that that's the other part where I was like, I don't I don't know. Like, I know that a lot of people are saying Disney is the only basically the only theme park in the world that had this free option. Right. And uh, but this is also historically, I feel like this is the first time they have really started to remove benefits of the average guest who go. I am not a person who likes fast pass at all. I don't think I think it got 
way out of control. I think it, it, it had a good idea when it originally started as being like, you're technically waiting in two lines at once because your body is over here. Well, you, you are technically have a line holder going over here. And that was the original idea. And I was like, that works because that maximizes, you know, that time of day. And then they just, when my Disney plus came out, they flooded it. Like you said earlier, Craig, like lights, motors, action got fast, fast. It, did, it never in the entire run of that show, it, it doesn't really work there with how the timing and when you have to be back and it doesn't guarantee it. So it made no sense. And it was just to make people feel like there were offerings in this park that didn't have attractions that it could work for. And like, and so they let this thing kind of get out of control. And now instead of just being like, let's just kind of get rid of it across the board. They're like, well, let's get rid of it. And then, you know, people can pay to have, I don't, I don't know. That's just something that makes it, it doesn't feel great to me is all it doesn't, it doesn't, like if it was a flat system, I maybe just feel different. But the like adding in the a la carte thing, I I don't know. I, I and I don't have a better solution either. I just I know I am a person who goes to the parks alone by myself a lot, um, or I'm with like one other person. And if you're a family of four, like this all adds up so fast to an mm-hmm. already exorbitant, <laughs> exorbitantly priced ticket. On top of now, like I I I don't I don't know. It, I, I, it feels very elitist at this point. I don't know. Well, it, it also comes down to how many people actually want to utilize any of this. If, mm-hmm. you know, we've seen over the past year plus now without having without having fast pass, except, you know, some people do have fast pass, like Club 33 still has access to fast pass lines uh, and other special circumstances, but for the most part, no fast pass. So standby lines, we've been able to see how nicely they move uh, in normal operating procedures. And, and if, if people with specifically with the individual attraction selections for the popular rides like radiator springs and mine train, you know, for those ones, if everyone just says, I'm not going to buy it, we'll just all come together and agree. We're going to wait, in the standby line and not give Disney any extra money, then the standby lines are going to move nice. But if they price it at a point that it's intriguing enough, which I think personally, I think where you start to get intriguing is if it's around like the $10 range for some of the more popular ones, I think that's enough to, to hook people in. I think once you get up into 15, 12, $15, I know we're not talking about that much more, but when it adds up for, specifically like for a family of four if we want to go on the average like that if you start getting into a family of four that extra couple dollars here and there starts to add up a lot more quickly Mm -hmm. and it makes it not an option but for 10 you know you might be able to get some people in and then if it becomes a thing where the line slows down a little bit and other people decide to start opting in then it can just it can go into a landslide and be crazy and i i am afraid of it for that reason but I think I think actually the the one to be more afraid of isn't the individual attraction selections. I think it's more just Disney Genie Plus as a whole because mm. it's at a price point that isn't ridiculous with it being 15 and then $20 and knowing that you get access to the lightning lanes. Granted, it's not the old way. It's it's legacy, so Disneyland people are already used to it. You can book one experience at a time. And then when you use your experience, you were able to book another. Uh, the one thing haven't been able to com- completely confirm. I've asked a couple people, including Carly, like, will there be a, a, a fast pass design in there? Like what happened with Disneyland and old fast pass where, okay, let's say you get a fast pass. That's not good until eight o'clock, but it's two o'clock in the afternoon. Will there be a, mm-hmm. a way that says like, no, you can get another one after four o'clock. Don't worry about it. Still haven't confirmed whether or not that's actually going to be included in it. Or if that, if it's going to be solely only one experience per assume. time, but it's, you know, it, it's still at least it is that method where you get you get to book one per time. And if you're staying on site, then you can start booking at 7 a.m. Correct. 7 a.m. Yeah. If you're a resort guest, yeah, you can if, you, if you're a resort guest with Genie Plus, you can book at 7 a.m., which is also currently the same time as the boarding group. So hopefully one of those moves um, before execution. Otherwise, you're going to have to choose between getting in rise or booking your your uh your first lightning lane pass um 
My my understanding so far, and I've I've asked for some clarifications too through our channels. Um, my understanding is it's only going like Lightning Lane is going to be able to get you in the next available spot on the ride you want. So if you're you know headed towards uh, Pirates and that's the one you want to use Lightning Lane on, and you know 20 minutes down the road is when that first available one's open. My understanding is that's when you can get it. Um, so if you want a lightning lane pass for something that's more in demand and they've already distributed them earlier in the day, I don't know that you're going to be able to hold a second one. You may have to wait till whatever mm-hmm. that first available is. Um, I'd like to think that that's not the case, but the language that I've seen, it sounds like it's going to be dependent based on when the next available opening is. Um, that's and, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was concerned about. Cause that's the only way I was reading it too. And it's like I was ho- I'm hoping that there is a a leeway system built in because I just, you know, it, it, in an ideal world it will never be a problem where the next available time to ride with Lightning Lane will be hours and hours out. Hopefully they mm-hmm. will make it that it is a thing where it's always relatively close by so you can actually get your money's use out of it. But you know, I also dread because I have to think of the worst case scenario that right. what if you pay for it, you use it once in the morning and it's a super busy day and everyone else is using it. And it says, OK, well, the next available time to ride this ride that you want is six o'clock at night. And then after that, everything else that you want is gone. So you're like, oh, I paid 15 dollars and i only got to do two things like and i know that is probably never going to happen but i am a pessimist and so i like to think of the worst case scenarios (laughs) i I was gonna say my my thought on it and my personal thing is if it if i'm paying 15 dollars, i better be able to get in more fast passes than i did or more lightning lane access than i did in the old fast pass system so if i can't use it at least three times when that was yeah. free, it, it's going to be an issue. Um, so my guess is that they've they've done enough research and priced it at a point where they have a general idea of how many people may or may not get it to help manage that as well. Because I think that there's going to be some guests that just decide not to do uh, uh, Genie Plus. Yep. Um, and, and then those that, you know, obviously will do it. So I think that that's another piece that's hard to predict because – we don't have any real data on what a paid system at Disney looks like before, if that makes sense at Disney world, at least um, to really kind of get that sense. And with it being a little different with max pass with not having the, uh, the free fast passes as well, it just kind of leaves a giant question mark, exactly what that supply versus demand will look like. Um, but, I think it, yeah. I think it also just devalued the annual pass a little bit more. I've I've already talked about this before where I've had issues that when we renewed our annual passes this last year, they were the exact same price, but they didn't include the water park anymore. And then on top of that, too, you can't it is it is statistically impossible to you. So if you buy a, an annual pass that has 365 days, no blockouts, you no longer could go to the park 365 days. But you are paying for a pass that essentially says, well, yeah, you you are but we've kind of put in a roadblock for you. So it's, it's, you can't, you can't use it as much as you can. And so I, I, now they're saying now this won't be included or uh, for an annual pass, like it can be an add on. And that's, I guess fine. But now again, you're like, okay, like it's, I I don't know. There's just something weird here. I just heard a rumor today too, that they're, the possibility of annual passes when they re-release them for Disney world is what they're going to do for Disneyland and that you'll have to pay for parking in different in every, in every tier except for the top tier. And that again is another where you're like, God, I, uh, I, how much more can people take? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like there's already this, like, I, I get it. It's a, it's a multi-billion dollar corporation and corporations are not here to be your friends or anything like that. They're, they're a business to make profits and make the shareholders happy, you know, at, at the expense of the people who go. So I don't, I don't, I don't have a solution. You know? uh, well, I mean, in terms of like parking, I've, I will just be honest with it. I've never had anything under a platinum pass, even when I forget what the highest tier was before they kind of changed up Walt Disney world's passes before, but I've always had the pass that, included parking and no blockout dates 
Uh, I just, I, even when I worked at Universal, I just wanted to make sure I always had the flexibility, but I don't think parking was always included in some of the lower passes with Walt Disney World. I could be wrong. I know they definitely weren't with Disneyland. I could be wrong about Walt Disney World too, but I see my thing with annual passes with this is I still see it in Disneyland at the $20 price point and having, you know, Lightning Lane and Disney Genie Plus for for 15 attractions. I, I I think that's that is such a next step from Max Pass that it's not as big of a deal there. I think with Walt Disney World, it's it's where I'm not sold on it for like the benefit for annual pass holders as much. Uh, you know, it might be like a nice thing for a one-off every now and day. When you, every now and then, if you are one of the people who has an annual pass, but you only visit the parks once a month, so you want to maximize the most out of your day, I, I think it would be a benefit for that. But for people like you and I that we visit, you know, two, three, four times a week, yeah, it's not something mm-hmm. that we're necessarily a. We don't if we're going that often, we shouldn't need to use. Disney Genie Plus, and also it's not, it's not really, uh, it's not really cost effective. I mean, maybe if you're someone like Pete who has more money than you know what to do with, but for for us, I just I don't know if we're the target audience. Well, the other oh, no, the no. other I was gonna say the other piece with at least Max Pass at Disneyland, you could pay a flat fee to add it on for the length of your pass. Right. Uh, yeah. But I don't see anything for that yet at least for magic key and i don't see any i mean there was a little bit of language in one of the press releases i and i i don't know it off the top of my head um apologies everyone uh but it it sounds like that may be something that happens at some point down the the line but it it sounds like their intent is not to launch it with the ability to add it for the length of your pass at the beginning I could be yeah. wrong on that, but I, I I don't see where there's any indication of that yet. I that I saw that they said that it's not not for annual pass holders yet. Yeah. That you could you could go in and buy it like a day guest, but you can't you can't do it for the other thing. But the the thing with I have and Greg has had it before too the the annual pass for Disneyland where it did include the Max Pass. But again, like I yeah. know a lot of people keep throwing this to Max Pass, and I think that's where they're trying to make it accessible to people, being like, "Oh yeah, we did have this paper system." But the thing about it there was it wasn't. You weren't taking anything away from people when you did that. It was you were you were paying for the convenience of not having to, like you said, Craig, run from park to park. So if I wanted to rope drop for Guardians, he was literally describing me. And like you want to you want a fast pass for another part of the park. You're like, okay, well, I don't have to do this ride and then go back and get the pass. I can sit down. I can do whatever, you know, and here it's not that it it took something away from everybody and to to then have to pay. So that's why I'm like, I think Max Pass worked great as like a plus like that is the type of experience where i'm like that's fine because it doesn't affect it doesn't negatively affect those around you by too many people having it you know everybody in the park could have had max pass and it really wouldn't have changed the fast pass experience that much except for it would have just made more people's days efficient and stuff like that but it's this is like if everybody has has disney genie plus a standby line is not going to work like, you know, like it's going to go back to what it was. Mm-hmm. It's going to if you're just a regular guest, you're going to be stuck in a two hour wait for Pirates of the Caribbean because it's it only includes those lower tiered attractions, not the top tiered attractions. So now you screwed out the person again. Like, I don't that's what I don't like is this sticks it to somebody. No, you're fine. You'd start a glitching on us, sir. I, I was done. I was done anyway. So I know you're trying to say something. <laughs> oh, no, I, all I was going to say is I, I, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's if it becomes a thing where everyone's using Disney genie plus, and that's where like, I, I understand I am kind of like glancing at the comments that uh, I'm not being harsh enough on Disney genie plus right now. And that I'm getting paid by Disney genie plus, but that's <laughs> yeah. the thing. It's not, it's not, yeah out yet so until we know how many people are using it we can jump to the conclusion that everyone's using it and if you are one of the people who doesn't want to pay to use it your experience is terrible and i think that will be a reality if everyone wants to pay to use it and and you are in the group that doesn't want to pay to use it yeah your experience will be less and that sucks there is no beating around the bush on it It, you shouldn't have to pay more to have 
to have a you know what it is it's the internet from silicon valley it's the new internet too many people used it and that you you remember how the show went they're like oh we have this thing and it works great when a certain number of people use it it works perfect but when then too many people started using it it destroyed the whole system Exactly. And so, but until we know how many people are going to use it, I'm not ready to jump to this is going to be awful. It could end up being not impactful at all. And I guess that you're right. That's one of the, that's one of the things that I guess I bring from my theme park background. Like there was days where, you know, at Universal, they've always done the tiered pricing for Express Pass and Depending on how busy it was, how busy it was going to get, that's how the price of the pass would fluctuate. And on some of the days when you're seeing attraction wait times all 10, 20 minutes and people are still paying for Express, it's basically just so they can walk a little less distance because the mm-hmm. the wait times you know, just weren't ever bad at all. And on those days, I'm like, okay, see, this is where we, if everyone would just be in standby lines, it would, it, like, it's even better. It's, it's just, it's completely unnecessary. And that could end up being a thing with Disney Genie Plus. People might, people might just say, you know what? No one else is using it. So I don't, I don't need to use it either. But then all it takes is for the one person to say, oh, no one else is using it. I'm going to cut down my weights by and maximize my time by using it. And then it rolls on from there. But we, until it, it's actually out, we don't even, we don't even know. We, right. we also don't. We don't know if there's a cap either. You know what I mean? Like maybe there is something in place to stop it from happening. And I did just see in the comments, somebody tried to make a, I feel like it was a sassy comment, but somebody tried to say if, well, if everybody has it, doesn't that mean no one's in standby? And then, then I don't think you have a fundamental understanding of how that system works because it means that if everybody has it and there's like 10 people in standby, it means the 10 people in standby are going to wait until that lightning lane is empty, which means they now are waiting an exponentially longer line because the the old fast pass ratio for a new attraction was nine to ten. It was nine or it was uh, it, it might have been eight, but it was like eight fast pass guests to two regular guests. So that means the fast pass line moves 80 percent faster than the regular than the regular queue, you know, so it's just something to something to keep in mind. It's all a numbers game. It is. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like. We're, we're still going on this, but I feel like we should mention a couple other things with it, uh, just yeah. because I didn't include in with uh, Genie Plus. You also are getting, if you're at Disneyland, you will have PhotoPass included in that mm-hmm. as well for the day. Uh, unfortunately for Walt Disney World, you don't get that. You get uh, augmented reality yeah. lenses that they kind of... Who cares? <laughs> yeah, I don't, Yeah. Um, but I think in my speculation on this, I'll let Mike answer it. I think the thing is with Walt Disney World, they are looking at an average game and I think they're going in yeah. with the mindset of, okay, you have a seven day stay. You might not choose to put Disney Genie Plus as part of your plans or at all. And if you're staying for seven days, you probably already wanted to buy a photo pass package. So mm-hmm. it's not yeah. necessarily as needed for that. That's just my perspective. Well, my and my thought as well is that at this point you have people that have already pre-purchased Memory Maker. Yeah, thank you. Um, all the way into like 2022. Um, so my my thought is they may be doing the AR stuff and eventually it will be incorporated further down the road, maybe. Um, but it, it's hard to tell. Um, but you also have those people that may not want to do. They may not want the Genie Plus ride access, but they still want their photo access. You know, depending on what. I I mean, I I do I do under I I do believe that part of the reason that Disney's doing this is to offer more options and flexibility to people. So getting rid of Memory Maker at at Disney World doesn't necessarily make sense for all guests, especially those that you know are going to just do the regular Genie option and not not upgrade or anything like that. Um, so that's that's kind of my thought on that piece of it. Um, I will say the AR stuff, if you've not played with it, is kind of cute. It was they tested it through Snapchat for a while, um, yeah. six or eight months ago, and they are really cool. Um, but it's not comparable. It's not a comparable benefit when you compare it to the Disneyland Photo Pass benefit versus 
Disney World having AR stuff. Now, my guess is that further on down the road, it may become part of the that, and you know that's when the price jumps <laughs> on on the uh, the per day price at yeah. Disney World. But at the at the moment, um, my my guess is it's it's partially also because they've pre sold a whole bunch of memory maker so if they were to do this they then have to like there'd have to be a plan for mm-hmm. refunds and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nobody has time for that yeah. <laughs> um, well it's interesting at disneyland too um right now at least right now uh it, so when i was just there it, you technically i'm still a legacy pass holder like they kept i think it just mm-hmm. ended like this week or something like that but um they uh like I still got discounts on some stuff, but it didn't include the photo pass in it anymore. And I will say there was moments where I was like, I was by myself and I was like, Oh, I want to take a picture in front of the Avengers campus. And this is the first time it's ever happened to me where I was like, there's nobody to take a photo except for the photo pass person. The one time it's no longer included in my pass and they don't let the cast members take the phones from the guests to take the pictures anymore. So I was like, can you take my picture? And they're like, sorry, we can't touch your phone. And that and that went for like every customer, not just like photo pass people. So I was just like, oh, OK, that's OK. And I, that's fine. And the picture was terrible. So I, I didn't really lose out too much. But yeah, I, I get that, too. And I don't I don't know. I don't know. AR stuff. I've just never I never got on the no, Snapchat bandwagon. So I so it's just beyond it's beyond all me, I think. Uh, but I agree with you. They've already sold Memory Maker. I think they can continue selling Memory Maker outside of this. So Walt Disney World, it makes less sense to include it in an option versus yeah. Disneyland. Also included, you will have uh, you will have audio experiences, which is so weird. And again, what annoys me about it, it's another way to keep you on your phone instead of yeah. looking around and experiencing what's actually around you but i guess my question is i want to know what these audio experiences are because the the little video they had is they tapped on it and then it made a noise but it transitioned right away so is it just going to be like i can listen to the in-park music from my phone that i could already hear from the speakers or is there going to be like something else that's like you know, that you may get on like one of the walking tours that they would have told you or, you know, little snippets of things like that. Like, I, we don't know enough to know if it's going to be as underwhelming as it already seems to be on the audio experience piece. Yeah, I assume um, that it's just going to be uh, either Bob Chapek or Josh DeMauro constantly chiming in and telling you about like special <laughs> offers and, uh, you know, like, oh, if you... You walk 50 paces to the right. You're going to see the famous Disneyland uh, little red wagon corn dog cart. Why don't you stop by and tell them that tell them that you want yourself a good, hot, delicious corn dog. And and, and, and occasionally Stitch will pop talk about it. <laughs> and occasionally Stitch will pop up and ask you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a deal for you here. Yeah. It's pretty much. It, it's got to be all that. And uh, also need to mention, should have mentioned it, I think about 45 minutes ago at this point. Uh, but for, <laughs> for park hoppers out there, Disney Genie yeah. Plus will also be uh, be part of park hopping. So you will be able to, once you get to the point where you want to park hop, you'll be able to book an experience at a different park later in the day. Right now, as of this current second, Disneyland is park hop after one o'clock p.m. and Walt Disney World is park hop after two o'clock. Which you know they had to they had to include this, so it's not really a surprise. But we have to we have to mention everything. Yeah. And uh, what else with it? I think that, and then also, I'm not going to get into it because I'm not comfortable enough with this yet. Maybe we'll have an update come Tuesday, but. Uh, DAS disability access service will be enhanced with new options to enroll in uh, the service pre-arrival. And then also with that DAS participants can select attractions directly in the app, but they will also still have the, the options available in addition. Uh, these options will be available in addition to the current existing in-person DAS program that they have too. So DAS, you're getting a little bit extra more than more options than you had before, but 
at the same time too if you just want to continue using das like you have in the past at the parks you should be able to just use that as well too if uh, i would yeah i was gonna say they've been updating already the guest services das page Mm -hmm. on at least disneyworld.com has got some more information than what they put in the initial press release um i think what's going to be really nice is guests can do the pre-enrollment through the app with a video chat with a cast member so they don't have to go to guest services necessarily when they arrive and stand in line to get it added to their their stay um which will be really nice um i think that's a huge a huge benefit for um guests that need to use das i think the other piece too is with that they're going to be able to pre-select some things before they get to the parks. Um, but I'm not, I'm not clear on what that looks like quite yet and what the limits are. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Yeah. A lot of that's over my head. I, I will not pretend that yeah. I understand a lot with, with DAS because it's a service that I don't use and I should know about it considering we're supposed to be experts, but uh, I, I like to ask the travel agents because I feel like you're supposed to be yeah. even more of an expert than I am. So I'm just, I'm Craig <laughs> or yeah. Craig. We do our be- I was going to say we, we do our best. I'm working on trying to get a little more information on those changes um, just because I have a few clients that are asking as well. So, um, but yeah, right now it's very vague what they've said. Um, except for the pre-enrollment and eventually being able to book some stuff before you get to the park. But what those actually, what that actually looks like and what attractions that includes and how many, et cetera, has not quite been fleshed out yet. Gotcha. Okay. Let's start winding this down here and I'm going to kind of keep an eye on chat. If you have any more questions that we didn't answer. Keep in mind, if you haven't been watching since the beginning, we might have answered some of them. But if you've been watching basically the whole time, we weren't clear about something or we didn't answer uh, something that was big. Please, now's the time to leave it. Uh, I'll I'll ask the first question, though, to both myself, not just both, but both to Mike Rhino mm-hmm. as well as myself. Uh, they said fall, fall 2021 that this is coming this fall. When do we actually think it's going to roll out? Uh, I, th- I would say before the 50th, before, before October 1st, I think. Okay. I, I think that'll be part of their, like, look, we made a new thing. Look, we told you new things were coming. And so th- I think they're stressed about being like, yeah, we're starting a celebration where we don't really have anything new. So we're trying to push whatever can be considered new as quickly as possible. Yeah. I, my guess would, I think that their target is going to be before October 1st. Now, whether or not it's ready, I think that's the bigger question. Um, but that would yeah. be my guess is October 1st being the um, the sweet spot. Yeah. Well, because it would be nice to have it in place working, at least at Walt Disney World, for the, the, the 50th anniversary. But you also don't want to launch it right on the 50th. And, yeah. uh, that's, and everyone remembers, oh, you remember that anniversary where they Rest launched the a disaster. disastrous program? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That would that would definitely be uh, be a sticky situation, uh, to say the least. So it, it would be cool if they could launch it a little bit early and then have it perfected by the time uh, by the time the 50th rolls around. But you know what? If they want to wait until a month after the 50th starts, wait until November, uh, technically fall goes what until like the third week in December. So, yeah. uh, if they need to wait and let that pre-rush of everyone who wants to be here in October for the start of the 50th and, and make sure that it's a little bit calmer before they throw this in, I think I'm okay with that too. Again, I'm going to, I'm going to use but it I think and they try w- it, but this is not something like, this isn't something that I'm, I know I'm going to do every time. So it's not like I want to start taking advantage of it as much as possible. Right. Well, I was going to say they they probably want it because they're, you know, whether, whatever's going on with the Delta variant and with, with COVID and all that stuff. Like there's no question that the, the, there's about to be a, a influx of people, you know, an increase in the amount of people that are here. So I, I just imagine they want to take advantage of trying to squeeze every, every cent out of every person they can right now. Right. Yeah. That's the, that's the yeah. only reason why I, but I agree with you. I think it would be, I think it'd be kind of crazy. Like what you said, because if it fails, 
then it'll be like, wow, remember this colossal thing that collapsed like immediately right when we were supposed to start this like big celebration, you know, so. I say Magic Bands and Fast Pass Plus rolled out so seamlessly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A a lot of questions about annual passes, because I know that will obviously tie into all this, too. One day, uh, annual pass information at this time still isn't available. And I wish I had some insight to tell you the exact date that they were going to launch and be ready. And as soon as we know, we will we will tell you about that, I'm sure, in a million different ways. Uh, I saw one. one, Sorry, I was going to say one thing that I forgot to mention um, if you're booked with a travel agent or you're booked, you know, directly through Disney, um, further on down the road when it does come out, you will be able to add it like length of ticket if you decide you want it ahead of time. Um, that will be available, something that your travel agent can do for you um, once it becomes available. Okay, so to clarify yeah. that, for through your travel agency, like through you in Dreams, you could add it on yeah. for the length of your stay or once you're there, you could just choose to do it yourself individually per day if you wanted to. Okay. Excellent. 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 I saw one question about cast members in this method. You know, it's already hard enough for cast members to get into the park. I'm sure they will also be able to take advantage of this if they want to pay the money to do so. But uh, again, it's just it, it, cast members actually have to get into the parks more. You know, they 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 struggle more than any annual pass holder has to actually get in and have availability. But Disney's not Disney loves taking money from cast members. They, they pay them money and they love it when cast members give it right back to them. My sister was a seasonal cast member for a long time and the amount of money she booked on hotel rooms, even with her discount, I'm sure that she came out at the end of it actually owing Disney money even though she was working for them. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and not all cast members of course can do that or can afford to, to do that at all. You know, most full-time ones wouldn't, but yeah, it's it, when you start getting like big discounts on merchandise and hotels, it's easy to be like, Oh, well we'll just go to Disney and spend our money. So I'm sure they'll let cast members buy this as well too. In terms of international guests and Wi-Fi, I, we mentioned it at the top. Uh, we're just keeping our fingers crossed that the technology works and that Disney Wi-Fi improves because, uh, yeah, if it doesn't work, it, people who rely on that, including the app that relies on that, it's just it's going to be a disaster. So, well, not only not only international guests, but those that don't have smartphones or those that don't have, you know, with with the the latest My Disney Experience updates, you almost always have to have a newer smartphone as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's also going to be a big piece of how do you manage that for those guests in park? Is there going to be a way to, cause it sure doesn't sound like there is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I saw another comment here, not really a question, but it talked about like, if you're not buying $15 per day, Jeannie for the length of the ticket, you can just buy for specific days or specific parks. And that of course is an option too. I mean, once we get the lists of what attractions are available for Walt Disney world, specifically for Disneyland, you know, it's, I I feel like Disneyland, it's not so significantly different from Disney max pass that you kind of know a lot of, most of the attractions at Disneyland are standby and then fast pass is only offered fast pass or now in this case, lightning lane is only offered at, a smaller number of attractions and that's pretty even ag- across both parks with what, uh, with what offered fast pass or will probably offer for lightning lane. So it wasn't necessarily as daunting as Walt Disney world with Walt Disney world having 40, you know, if most of the, if most of the lightning lanes are in Hollywood studios or magic kingdom. Yeah. It doesn't make as much sense to have it at magic King at animal kingdom. You know, if animal kingdom only has lightning lane for, for safaris, Everest and dinosaur, and then flight of passage is a paid option, you know? So it's once we get the attraction list, we'll be able to make more sense of which are the parks where it's like, Oh, you probably want the lightning lane if you really want to maximize your day. But till we have that, we just, we don't know. Now, do we think that they're going to like have a character like Lightning McQueen 
on the lightning lane marketing or themed per land, like Galaxy's Edge could be Emperor Palpatine with Force Lightning on the sign. I, I you know, I, I am sure. Because what, when My Magic Plus uh, launched, it was with the Incredibles, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. So yes. this will yes. launch with IP. Right. But I tell you, the Kachow Corral, that person online has it. There you go. There you go. So do we have any last things we want to mention or try to clear up? Nothing no? that, that I'm thinking of. I just don't feel great. <laughs> That's all. That's fine. You don't you don't have to feel great. And oh go ahead. The biggest question that I'd say the biggest question that we kind of mentioned it, but the biggest question that I keep getting is no, you will not for Walt Disney World guests, you will not be booking fast passes or lightning lane things, even if you've added it in advance sixty days, it's day of oh. No, that, that's an awesome, awesome change back. I like that that allows for that spontaneity. And then, of course, remember, too, it's not per group. It is per ticket. So if you have a party of 10 and y'all want to use utilize the system, Wait. each person who has a ticket yeah. has to pay for it. Uh, but So if I get it, I, I'm sorry, I, I think you mentioned it at the beginning, but my Internet, uh, like the cable I literally saw drop out earlier. The, um fell out of the wall but um the if i have a if i'm gonna park hop and i bought lightning pass lightning pass in the morning and i started at hollywood studios and i've done my a la carte rise of the resistance whatever and i'm just blowing out all the money i've ever saved in my life here can i then go to magic kingdom and still be using it there on the attractions there yes yes okay so it does work it does work in that sense where it was like it's for the entire day for that, whatever that type of ticket is. Okay. All right. Yeah. Gotcha. I didn't know if it was going to be like you had to buy it when you got over there. Or I assumed it would work for park to park, but what I like, what I like for Walt Disney World too is if you're on your way from Epcot or Hollywood Studios to Magic Kingdom, you can go ahead and get your, you know, see if there's a Lightning Lane available close to when you're getting there and get it while you're in tra- while you're on the way there, um, mm-hmm. which I think is an improvement to the old Fast Pass Plus where you could book three. In the park, you were, you know, one of the parks. If you were hopping, yeah, yeah you couldn't, you couldn't book them across the multiple parks. Yeah, Disney still hasn't said exactly what time it's going to start. If it's going to start officially with park opening, as far as I have, maybe I just over didn't yeah. read it. I haven't read anything yet that has said Lightning Lane will be available the second the park opens up. Because even back in the day with Legacy Fast Pass and Disney Max Pass and stuff, you got into the park and you booked it. But usually the Fast Pass time window didn't start for like until 20 right minutes yeah. after the park opened. So uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is while Rope Drop to an extent might be kind of a, a lesser important thing in the future, it doesn't mean it's necessarily gone yet. It will be another thing that we yeah. just have to wait and see what time. If you can start using Lightning Lightning Lane as soon as the park opens, at you know, if Magic Kingdom opens at nine a.m., if they're telling you you can get in line at nine a.m., then yeah, it's gonna make it's gonna take a lot of strategy out of rope dropping. But there are people Which who will it- always refuse to wake up early. They all they do exist outside yeah. of this. I was gonna say that also makes it a little unknown as to what's going to happen with the 30 minute early entry benefit True. for resort guests as well. Cause if it, I mean, my guess is it won't start until, I mean, like the old fast pass, my guess is maybe nine 30. If, if magic kingdom opened at nine, nine 30 might be the earliest and it'd only be standby up until then. Um, unless they're going to add in that early park access time, which just seems silly. Um, to do that to where you could book a, you know, lightning lane entry during your early access time. It seems weird. Yeah. If they were to go that route. Yeah. But okay. Um, anything else? Okay. No. We are going to wrap up then, Mike, before we go, since you are our featured Dreams Unlimited travel agent on this special episode, do you want to tell people how they can book a vacation through you? Yeah, you can send me an email at mike at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com um, is the easiest way. You can also find me on Instagram. Um, I think 
<laughs> yeah. I was gonna say I, I was trying to remember my 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 screen name there. Um I can't remember. So yeah, just shoot me an email, Mike at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Um and when I send you an email back, my Instagram's on there. That's the other piece. Yeah. yeah. And uh I'll I'll check your email that I have back and forth from you and I'll make sure I add that yeah. into the description as well too. So everyone knows how to get in touch with you. Uh, and also, you know, if Mike's not your agent at dreams unlimited travel, of course your agent will be able to help you. And if you think Mike's too busy to help you and other agents are too busy, you can always just go to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, put in a quote for a vacation and you'll get assigned an agent and you can handle it that way. But Hey, I think Mike just made a pretty good pitch for why, why you should uh, now go through him directly. I feel like you, I, I couldn't have done this without you. I'll just tell you that much. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. I try. I feel, and I couldn't do it without you either. I know I feel like garbage right now. And I am like, I am slowly, I've been sweating more and more as this has gone on. I cannot wait to oh, no. stop talking and, uh, try to feel a little bit better but it was important and we wanted to to you know get not not really go over the information you've gotten it from a million other places but kind of give our our current speculation on it and our our thoughts and feelings on it so uh thank you both thank you to mike and rhino thank you Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everyone out there who watched or listened to this. We really appreciate you. I uh, already mentioned Dreams Unlimited Travel, but as always with YouTube, if you haven't taken a second to subscribe to the channel, please do so and hit the thumbs up if you enjoyed it or found it helpful and leave comments, questions, and and video suggestions in the comments section. And then also uh, for people who consume our podcast through audio also make sure that you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and that you leave five star ratings and reviews if it's specifically through apple podcasts but that's going to do it for all of us going over disney genie disney genie plus lightning lanes ias and a lot of other confusing topics uh we'll be back uh, at least on tuesday with even more thoughts and feelings about about Disney Genie Plus and so much more on our Walt Disney World Edition podcast. Uh, everyone, I hope you have a great week. Uh, if you never see us again, I hope you have a great life. Uh, take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>